What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we are back to discuss the Allen versus Craig car going down from the UFC Apex this weekend in a middleweight main event coming off of a great pay-per-view event last week, UFC 295. Some great knockouts on the main card. All five main card fights ended by knockout. It was a very profitable event for me, and uh, I'm sure it was for my man Ozzy as well, who I'm joined by each and every week. How are we doing this week, my man? What's well, good? Did I not say in my tweet sharing our podcast it was going to be the best card of the year, and it delivered. It was a pretty good card, you know. I'm I'm partial. I will say I am partial to the cards that have a lot of competitive decisions and stuff like that. But who doesn't love you know a card that um you got all these you know finishes and stuff like that? I would have liked to see a few more wars. But um, who was fighting night last? It was um Nazim, Nazim. Slava. Yeah. I would have loved if if the if the Frivola fight you know was like a little bit longer, but that head kick knockout was absolutely a thing of beauty. As well as that butterfly guard sweep, I'm hoping my boy Dan Levy uh, maybe he could break that break down that uh, that butterfly sweep by uh, by Benoit Saint Denis, you know, get the French fans on his side. But yeah, it was a great card. Um, staking strategy wasn't great, but overall I did come out profitable personally. Um, and I'm sure listeners of the podcast did really well with it uh, as well. Yeah, the, the slight favorites came through. A lot of our picks, mo- except for Pat, basically, was the only one that mm-hmm. didn't come through. Um, you know, Nazim pushed, but most of our, our, our reads, Castaneda, Gordon, Loopy. Castaneda by decision. You know, we always mm. like when we, when we could get a decision line in there, right? Yeah, oh. and I just think top to bottom, good fight. You know, Josh Van put on a good fight. Um, Emmers had a big knockout. I just think top to bottom. The Andrade Andrage Dern fight had me very entertained. I will say that yeah. that was one that I did catch live. And, uh, you know, all my buddies that were watching it were pretty uh, entertained as well. And I told you, well, man, Jessica Andrade, she just like that. We, we have to value, we value the experience on the men's MMA side. We also have to value it on the women's MMA side as well. And uh, Jessica Andrade has it in spades. Shout out Mina Bay. And, mm. uh, and yeah, that was a great win by her. And and that line steamed in the Mackenzie Dern side, uh, side uh, late, which was yeah. insane. So so I, I did personally pick up some Andrade at like 205, 210. So that, that, was, a, that was definitely a good result there. I and I had the other. It was under. like 230, I thought it closed or something. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I wasn't I, – I, that was good enough for me, Martian. I couldn't be glued to my goddamn phone. That's but uh, but, was, but the under was, was was good too. That fight was crazy because it, it it seemed like Dern had absolutely no way of like winning. The, like it seemed like she didn't know what she was doing. It seemed like she didn't know if she wanted to take down or to strike. It seemed like she was completely clueless out there from the moment the fight started. I've never really seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah, she had a hard time. Totally lost. Totally lost. Um, but yeah, good but card. I've never, I've never been through a divorce, so I don't want to criticize a woman too much, you know? That's true. That young, too. I mean, that's got to be some crazy shit. Come to me. Um, Come to me, Mackenzie. I'll, we'll hold you down, girl. Yeah, well, uh, can you grow an afro? Her last dude had an afro. I can't. I think maybe she wants the audible from that. So. She'll probably hop on Peyton Talbot uh, after he gets the win this weekend. But um, Spoiler alert. Enough. That's enough about uh, last week. We got 14 fights to get into. A lot of lower-level fights, you know, a lot of guys coming off the Contender Series. Uh, we had a great card last week with a lot of notable fighters. This week, not so much. So, uh, volatile fights, be aware of that. But we're starting things off in the main event in the middleweight division. Brendan Allen Allen getting his first scheduled main event, taking on Paul Craig. 
Allen did fight in the main event versus Muniz on short notice, but this one's going five rounds. The odds for this one, Allen minus 450, Craig plus 350. Pretty easy fight, in my opinion, to break down. I mean, it's obviously Craig or pass. I, I like Brendan Allen a lot, but the guy steers into volatility. He just fought... Um, Silva, Bruno Silva was going toe to toe, just throwing bombs to them on the feet when that's Silva's only way to win the fight. And his wrestling didn't look good there. He was shooting takedowns. They were getting easily stuffed. So I don't see Brendan Allen losing the fight, but I also just think that he's volatile enough. Craig is opportunistic enough that this is a clear Craig 350 or pass. And I mean, the number 350, not bad for for Paul Craig, where I feel like Allen is going to, he's going to do something stupid at some point to make this fight closer than it should be. So um, that's enough about it for me. I'll, I'll pick Allen to win the fight by like sub and like the second or third or something, but mm. you know, no, no bets. I like, what about you? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, overall, I feel like Paul does have something to offer here just because, you know, I was impressed uh, in the last fight against Muniz, how, he was just able to initiate his grappling uh, at this 185 weight. Right? How many fights has Craig had at 185? He just had, one. You know, just right? one. Right. So, right. Only Muniz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was uh, it was definitely a big a big thing. So yeah. So he just showed a lot more. Um, you know, his his conditioning. I thought was uh, was a lot better at 185. Um, so maybe that was because he had to invest. You know, on the conditioning side. Um, he looks. You know, he still looks good as well. Um, but yeah, the way that he was able to just initiate that wrestling and just use use it to get top position might be, you know, something that he that is able to uh, that he's able to break out more often, as opposed to fighting guys like uh, Walker, uh, Ozdemir, Nikita, you know, guys like that who are definitely stronger and uh, able to stuff them a bit more. So you know, I'm I'm actually kind of liking this fight, Pitsuchi to go. Over one and a half, Martian, right? The, your tried and true method of thinking that five rounder, maybe Brendan Allen, a little bit of a, more of a slow start, um, conserving some gas. Same thing for Craig. Um, and Craig, sometimes he comes out a little bit timid, you know? Um, I think that Brendan Allen, if he sees opportunity and he sees Craig timid, he'll definitely go after him. But uh, Craig is usually a methodical or is a, I think, is a well thought out fighter. So I think he will try to steer, even when he is defensive, into making this a longer fight, potentially, as opposed to just looking to snatch up positions and, you know, uh, give up positioning. Um, so I'm liking that at a, at a pick em price, um, you know, to have something invested in the main event. And then that gives us opportunity as well to flip that into maybe a Craig, uh, a Craig bet, right, live bet, uh, once we do pocket that. Um, so, yeah, so I'll go with that. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, root for for a little bit of a longer fight, and uh, and, and not seeing you know Brendan Allen ice uh, Paul early. Yeah, well, if it stays standing, um, you envision Allen will win, right? Just by being like quicker. Yeah, just quicker, and and Paul, you know, he throws those bad, he throws like, a bunch of bad kicks. He, he, his hands are pretty are, are pretty uh, nonchalant, or like not there. So I do think that Allen will be able to vary up the targets with the hands and and end up uh, catching Paul on the chin. Uh, and Paul doesn't really have too much to offer in terms of, uh, you know, striking, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm interested to see how it looks on the ground. Um, you know, I think Paul is going to try to do that overhook thing he does with his arm and try to lock up some armbar. But I got to think Brendan is, is well-versed in the ground to avoid all that shit. 
and uh, you know should should win the fight. But over one and a half, I agree. Um, and then that that maybe uh, look out for like a sub two or three line for Allen, in my opinion. Uh, but enough about that one. I think that even though it's not the greatest fight, I like that fight in the main event slot. Um, you know, giving some guys that are active a chance. Co-main event: Jake Matthews, Michael Morales, and the odds for this one have Morales as the favorite. Minus three twenty, Matthews plus two seventy. Your turn to start this one off. Uh, yeah, interesting fight here, I guess. Uh, a big prospect in Morales, you know, getting a vet test in the uh, I guess twenty eight year old or whatever he is, uh, Jake Matthews. Um, I didn't really learn too much about Morales in the last fight that he had. It was kind of like a little bit of a slow. I mean, not a, a crazy pace. Max Griffin didn't really do his job. I felt in that fight. Now, is Jake Matthews going to do his job in this fight? I don't really think so. You know, when Jake is not really able to uh, threaten, I feel, the grappling and the takedowns, um, I feel like he doesn't really have that much to offer. Um, obviously, the last fight he had, um, a late-notice late replacement at elevation. And even then, like, didn't, didn't you know, that, that fight, he didn't really get going until, like, the second round. Like, he didn't really show a, a clear... Uh, uh, gap in, in in the ability of them. So I honestly think Mike, Michael Morales is going to win this fight as well. Um, you know, um, and, and justify his pricing uh, more than likely. Um, I think the over one and a half. I, I would avoid it in this fight just because Jake Matthews is just a quitter sometimes. Dude, I hate Jake Matthews honestly. Um, but I, I do. I, and, and his chin has looked not the best against. Guys who are not even that great strikers. Like Matthew Summers Burger is not that good of a striker, you know, in my opinion. So I think Morales, um, just with his ability to wrestle and his ability to, to with his hands, is going to end up winning this fight. How is he going to do it? I'm not too sure. But I, I am maybe a little bit interested in maybe his minus uh, point handicap. It's minus three and a half at minus 165. It's a little juicy to, mm. to, to, for, for, for Jig not to win around. So hopefully maybe that comes down, but I think that would be probably be one of the only ways that I would be uh, looking to bet this fight. More than likely a pass for me though. Yep, thinking along the same lines, uh, Morales' hand speed, you should win him the fight. Um, not really seeing any bets I like. I feel like Matthews will do well at times, but he'll also just find ways to, to lose mo key moments and rounds of the fight. Um, I kind of see it being a Morales decision, honestly. I think Jake might be tough enough to 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 stick this one out. Uh, but it's only, let's see, what is it, two fifteen? No, some books um have it two sixty five for Morales. I would, I think, you know, if you could get like two fifty on the decision, um, that would be good. Maybe just some GTD overall at plus one fifty. I think the chances of Morales finishing are getting a little overrated here. So, uh, enough about that one, though. Uh. Very highly anticipated fight in the lightweight division. Jordan Levitt versus Chase Hooper. And in this one, we have Hooper as the favorite. Minus 200. Levitt coming back. Plus 170. News came out today. This fight could get canceled because Lord, uh, Jordan's wife. Jordan Levitt fucks. Because Jordan yep. Levitt fucks. He, his wife might be going into labor. Hopefully, um, they can uh, keep that baby up inside her. I wonder how many inches she's dilated right now. Maybe we can get like a day-by-day -day update on how dilated she is. You know about that, Oz? You know about how that works, dilation? I don't know. I don't know shit about it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's like the width of the, uh, the opening. Um, anyway, so mm -hmm. uh, 
Chase Hooper minus 200 Levitt here. Uh, I kind of lean, I kind of lean this one being a little more competitive. Uh, you know, Levitt at plus 170. He's not a guy I'm ever really interested in betting on, but I just think this fight is going to be a little closer than these odds indicate. I think that Hooper probably getting a little overrated after his last win. And I think Levitt is just typically better than we like to give him credit for. Certainly that I like to give him credit for. I mean, I lost on that, that fucking bum he knocked out in his last fight. What was that? That guy's name? Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. Pathetic. Anyway, um, definitely down lifetime on Jordan Levitt fights for me. So I'm a pass on this one from a money line, but I like the fight to go the distance. Just think that, that minus 120 uh, is a little too generous for this one to go the distance. I mean, I just don't see this that many finishes in this fight. What's the most common finish here, Ozzy? What do you think? Um, I mean, you saw the Hooper Blitz in the his last fight, correct? You saw him all over that ass. So, I mean, I don't know. I I agree. I I think this fight will go the distance because Hooper is just wormy enough. I don't like. I I've never seen Hooper get even close to submitted and this guy is wormy enough and i think strong enough too to to avoid jordan from like getting him in positions like mount back mount stuff like that and then as well jordan's pretty a pretty smart grappler so i feel the most likely way would be jordan just getting tired um from wrestling hooper and hooper like getting up and doing you know stupid shit and then maybe hooper hitting him with body shots and stuff like that and and fin- and just alpha dogging him and showing him him what a real man looks like. So mm. that's what I know. Interesting. So that that's everything from you here. Uh, what would be your uh, official pick? Ho- Hooper decision? Yeah, I mean, I got to just keep riding my boy Hooper, but I, I wouldn't leave this juice on Hooper, honestly. I mean, I was big on him in his last fight against uh, against Nick Fiore. You were the mm. artist formerly known as Nick Fiore. Um, you know, obviously the community cash big on that. And, you know, a lot of people I like to see Chase Super talk shit about him. This guy's talented. He's gifted. I remember I I told mm. one guy I had an argument with him a, a Twitter <laughs> fight where do you you know where I'm going? Where I no. was like, well, honest, I was like, well, honestly, Chase Hooper is a better MMA grappler than Prong Gracie. And the guy's like, what, what are you talking about? No way! Like that's impossible. You know, Prong Gracie would do this and that, that in the third. And we saw Krong, what happened to Prong Gracie against yeah. what's his name? Your, Charles uh, Jordan. Right. And it, bro, it's just different, dude. The MMA thing is just different. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. You guys that, you know, I'm not a shot at you, Marcia. But guys that haven't fought MMA or practiced MMA jiu-jitsu, they really have no fucking clue. That's why I value a lot of people's um, grappling opinions uh, in terms of MMA at zero, dude. Or, or, or a little bit less, or a little bit more than zero. Because it's really, really different. Um, and Chase Hooper is just a really good MMA grappler. But honestly, Jordan Levitt isn't the worst. But the thing with Jordan Levitt is he don't he don't got that pace. Like Chase Super got so much dog in him that like it just fools people into thinking that it's really gonna be easy to do these kinds of things to him. And oh, I'm gonna tie him up. I'm gonna bully him. This and that. No, man. These guys when they're squirming like that and they actually have like black black belt knowledge in jujitsu, um, it's different. So I wouldn't be surprised at a Chase Super finish. Um, let me see what his, you know, no scorecards is minus 205. Like, there's no good. So, um, I like Chase Super here, though. I like him to win this fight. So, I, I would be interested in getting in on him live. Maybe if Jordan gets a takedown early on in the first round. And so, we'll see. But but I'm on the goes of distance officially. 
Yeah, I'm just based on the playlist fight, man. I think you got to favor Hooper here. I mean, Levitt just did not look good down the stretch there. Did not look good on bottom. And like you said, if, if Hooper ends on bottom here in, let's say, the second or third round, I am way, way more confident that he's going to be able to like work his way back up and, you know, turn the fight around while we've seen Levitt accept that bottom in rounds two and three versus Poilus. So he likes bottom. And next fight on the main card, interesting fight on the main card. The UFC seems to like this Peyton Talbot kid taking on Nick Aguirre. Odds for this one have Talbot minus 800, Aguirre plus 550. Um, any thoughts here? Dude, I'll, I'll be honest. This fight, I barely looked at it. I, I, I saw uh, Peyton Talbot's last fight um, on the Contender Series. Um, Nick Aguiar, I kid you not, I know, I, I know every MMA fighter in the UFC. I don't remember one iota of his fight against uh, uh, Dan Ag- Argetta. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Totally I just that only that Nick, only that Dan got his back uh, multiple times. That's all I remember. And mm-hmm. I thought that this guy would be one and done. But um, yeah, I mean Peyton Talbot, he's long, he's lanky, he throws a lot of, you know, he throws a lot of strikes. You know, a lot of his strikes will in my opinion, just have no power. So you got to really kind of be like weaving into um or something like that, <laughs> excuse me, for, for him to knock you out. But that's probably going to happen. But you know what? I like, uh, I'm going to pick Peyton Talbot by submission. That's yeah. really my pick on the fight, and Same. that's it. Likewise, plus 1,200. I mean, the KO is 240, and then the sub is 1,200. Uh, rewatching that Talbot's last fight, man, he doesn't just come off as a knockout striker to me. I mean, I don't. I think he's more uh, of like a methodical striker. Um, I hate to make the Alice Caceres comparison because they both got the afro going on, but like he, he uses his length well, and he... He doesn't strike me as like overly aggressive or powerful. I think he puts a good amount into his shots and doesn't overextend himself. So I could see him stumbling a gear here, but I also imagine a gear will be trying to, to grapple here because he's just going to be at a major, major speed disadvantage on the feet. So let's say the strike is not going his way. He's going to try to mix it up and shoot a takedown. If he gets hurt by a strike, he's probably going to shoot a takedown. And I feel Talbot, um, you know, has got a little, you know, club and sub equity in here. He could, you know, snatch a neck if uh, a gear leaves his neck out. He does. I think he has one pro sub and maybe one amateur sub. So I'm sure he's perfectly capable of, of, of submitting him here. So, um, yeah, plus 1,200 on that, on uh, our boy Peyton by sub. He will officially be our boy if he catches that ticket. So moving on to the first women's fight we're discussing on the card. We got um, another one coming up later. But main card, the return of Amanda Hibas taking on Luana Pinheiro. Nice Brazilian showdown here going uh, with Hibas minus 230, Pinheiro plus 195. So Rebos coming off that, you know, ass whooping she took versus Macy Barber just five months ago. I mean, she did get rattled around there. I doubt that, um, you know, we're going to see, you know, her be coming back too soon. But I mean, Rebos's chin at this point, man, is is just bad. I mean, she, you know, Marina Rodriguez, Chinder, Barber fucked her up. Um, not that it really matters versus Pinheiro, but I, I have very little faith in Rebos's future as an MMA fighter, honestly. But Pinheiro, I've always kind of maintained that she stinks. Um, you know, the, this fight, though, I could see it coming down to a couple of takedowns, uh, you know, a judo throw here and there for Pinheiro. I, I think they're going to be doing a lot of wild swinging on the feet. 
I think that they're probably going to lock up at some point. One woman's going to land a sloppy takedown, and it's going to be a, a close decision. And what we saw last week versus uh, Loopy, and we, we bet Loopy at juice there, right, Ozzy? We bet her minus 130, something Indeed. like that. So Indeed. we bet her minus 130. She closed minus 220. We beat the line by 10%, okay? I thought she won all three rounds. Okay, so we beat the line by 10%. She won all three rounds, and we still scraped by a split decision where one judge actually... That was crazy. So it's like this women's MMA juice, man. Like, we did it and got away with it last week, but it's not good. And I, even though I think Pinero stinks, I think that she's the side at at this fight. What about your logic about uh, the jungle fight here, Ozzy? Talk about the jungle fight logic on this one, if you will. Yeah, so this is uh, obviously a jungle fight, 115 title fight, right? Uh, Amanda Hibas, as a linear, like she took it from, or she won it. She put it up for grabs a few times in UFC, right? Mm. She fought against Marina, whatever, but they gave the belt back to her, and she beat uh, uh, Genji Roba. She beat uh, Viviani. And now we got the contender. This is the next hot jungle fight. She's literally hot 93 girl, right? She's defending the 93 title is here as well for or for the uh, for, for the uh, Brazilian women. So in a fight like this, I just can't lay the juice, dude. You know, I just can't do it because, um, you know, Pinheiro, she throws heat. She throws hard. She throws hard strikes. Um, you know, she's a little frantic, fidgety in there. But, you know, he boss, like you said, I mean, I'm not as low on her as you just because she lost to Macy Barber. Low-key, she was winning that fight, but Macy Barber, you know, she maybe she on that alpha male testosterone or something. Maybe, you know, she she might be, she's probably rubbing up on a lot of them dudes in there, bro. And and she's probably getting some of that residual uh, uh, juice on her. So um, it it caused a hard time for my girl, uh, Amanda. But, I mean, I'm looking for Amanda live bet, dude, because... If Pinero's mm. gonna win, dude, she's gonna come out strong, dude. She gotta win the first round if she's that gonna girl. beat Amanda. She and then and she fades, dude. And Amanda never stops moving, dude. This girl, she you know she moves a lot. She's got a four inch reach advantage. She definitely have has the kick kicking advantage here. She's back at one fifteen, Martian. That's what you're not remembering, yep. right? This fight's back at one fifteen for my girl uh, Amanda. So I think she's gonna get it done, honestly. Um, but I can't really lay the juice. I don't think she's in the submit pinhead. I don't think, and I don't think she's in the finisher. So I wouldn't be opposed to some Amanda by decision line here. Um, you know, here and and then obviously looking for a live bet. So that's what I'm going with. It's a good minus two hundred, minus two hundred for the over or minus one seventy for goes a distance. So kind of intriguing. Um, minus one seventy. You said yeah, I agree. I mean, Amanda decision. I mean, and I'm looking on bet online prices is minus 140, and the Oof. goes a distance is minus 170, dude. So, yeah, you'd be yeah. a fool to not to take that. But um, the F- one no thing good. I would be concerned about is that Pinheiro in two and three does you know slow and Rebos puts a pace on. But I'm I I really don't think Pinheiro is finishing at all, and a Rebos finish would be pretty like correlated with Pinheiro gassing. So that's probably good on minus 170 there. But um. Yeah, that's a that's an okay women's fight there, and that's enough. Why are you acting Ellen. surprised? Why are you why are you saying that like that was surprising to you? Uh, because that's a that's like a, a very rare thing, mm-hmm. very rare. Okay. So, sorry, Minna, uh, one of our most devout listeners. Uh, the only the only women worthwhile. I will, will it's it's Angela Hill, it's Karolina Kovalkiewicz, it's Aaron Blanchfield. Okay, interesting. 
That's about it. Oh, I'm excited for Raquel Pennington's uh, fight, whoever she's fighting. Yeah. Uh, who is that? Who is that she's fighting? Bueno Silva. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, last fight on the main card here. Well, for us, it is first fight, actually. Short notice fight, Uros Medic, Matabek, Oral Buy. Um, in the mm, that was a good job. Nice. Yeah, we got Oral Buy minus 170, uh, Medic plus 145. Uh, it's Matabek, guys. You know how there's all those Ys and Ks and Ts in his name? Just imagine they're like A- they're A's. Matabek, Oral Buy. Um, and I think. Is it your turn to start it off? Just it go. Mine? Just go, yeah, bro. Just yeah, go. you're right. You're right. Um, I, I got a world by here. I think he's going to close the distance, land the takedowns. It's short notice, but it's a small cage. Uh, Medic is staying up at 170 after that short notice fight versus Semmelsberger last time. And I think he's going to be a little undersized here. I think he's going to be at a big grappling disadvantage. And I just think Orobai is not going to fool around the distance. Um, he he knows that the Medic is a dangerous southpaw striker. He's not going to fool around at kicking range. He's going to close the distance, spam right ha- kicks, spam right hands, close the distance, clasp his hands, and take this guy down over and over again. I don't think Orobai's... Um, top game is amazing i don't think he does too well at controlling his opponents once he gets them down but he's perfectly capable of taking you down over and over matt returning you dragging you back down 5 10 15 times if he needs to do it and i think he'll do it here even on short notice i mean he was just fighting three weeks ago fought an absolute bum um in a hilarious knockout and fight overall um so i got a world by and before I pass it over to you, did you watch that that most recent fight against the Afro bum? No, I don't watch that fight. Either. Damn, bro, uh, this guy was like uh, minus. He was like plus twelve hundred and had no business being in there and got absolutely clobbered into the next century. Mm, nice, good to hear. Um, yeah, I, I have watched. I have watched this uh, this oral by guy though. I've watched. I watched him against Fuller. I had him. I had him against Fuller, and uh, I watched the fight after that. Um, and he's from Kyrgyzstan, uh, right? He's a stan. Uh, no, 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 not. Oh, Kyrg- is it Kurz? Is it Kurz? Kyrg- oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. Kyrgyzstan. Is that? He's got a cool what, what hat. Was what was the last stand we've been talking about? T- Tajikistan, right? Yeah, Tajik. Tajik, yeah. The- these stands is taking over, dude. And this guy looks like Genghis Khan would be proud, dude. He's going to make Genghis <laughs> Khan proud. Because I think he's going to win this fight, honestly. I think it will be a good fight. I do think it will be a good fight because I do th- do not think what you just said. You said that you don't think he's a mess around standing. I do think he'll fuck. He's gonna fuck around a little bit on the feet, but uh, but I think he's got consist the consistency and the cardio to uh to to go for takedowns where he needs to. But he's got some power in his hands, low key. And uh, Medic, I just I mean Medic, I think I do think he himself is improving. Uh, excuse me. Since he's left and gone to uh, Utah to train, so he I don't think he trains with Cordero and those guys at Kings anymore. He's at the pit or whatever they call it in Utah. So I think Medich is going to have good cardio. I think he's going to, you know, this, but this is a tough short notice guy to get, especially when you're t- fighting Johnny Parsons. You know Johnny Parsons, all he wants to do is bang with you. You know, he's a Muay Thai guy, right? Like very, very easy guy to prepare for. Um, so I think this will be a tough fight for for Eros. Um, so I do like this this other guy. Um, even with the juice, I mean minus 170, a little bit steep to pay. Um, but I don't think he's gonna finish Eros, honestly. So whenever his decision line comes up, I'm playing that. Mm. 
That's good. Yeah, he uh, from what I've seen, he doesn't really uh, land a ton of ground and pound, or uh, go, he doesn't really go for submissions ever. He goes for a little bit of ground and pound, but um, yeah, that's not a bad angle. And I don't, I don't see him, you know, spamming ground and pound with his cardio being on short notice. He's probably going to be looking to conserve energy and just grind this one out in a safe fashion. That's going to move us on to the prelims. Nicholas Mota taking on Trey Ogden here, closely lined fight with. Um, with Mota as the favorite, minus 128, Ogden plus 108. Your turn to start this one off in the lightweight division. Yes, this fight, I've been going back and forth in regards to do I want to invest in Trey Ogden? Okay, so I'm not betting on Nicholas Mota. My boy got absolutely flattened in his last fight, and I I make it a habit. I don't like betting on guys. When they got brutally knocked out and they're back within like four, like how many months? Like four or five months, whatever it is. Um, but Moda's always had a bad chin, dude. He's got four knockout losses. Reminds me of some other dude. I forgot who's the other guy that I'm like, man, this guy either not gets knocked out or he went, whatever. But, um, you know, Ogden obviously, Ogden obviously has no KO power. Um, but, you know, he's been accustomed to me staying safe in these striking fights and stuff like that. And then I do think that Moda, you know, he loves throwing that left hook. So I do see Treyagin, honestly, being able to, like, bait Moda in and then take his ass down. And from there, Moda, he's, like, the kind of Brazilian that does, he's, he's, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not going to, he's not Alex Pereira, but he's, like, that kind of Brazilian that for somehow they grow up in Brazil, have no idea how to do jiu-jitsu at all. And Moda is one of those guys. Um, but what I do like more is this fight to go to decision is, uh, again. So this fight going to decision, you know, uh, what's his name? Triogden's never been finished or, um, never been knocked out. I think he, all his wins are kind of by submission, but I, I think that once he does take Moda down, he's really going to be looking to hold him and, and hug him, you know, very, very tightly. Um, so maybe he could submit him, but I doubt it, dude. So I, I liked him to win by decision here. You know, or um, as well. So I'm I'm gonna invest in that. I'm gonna take the the goes the distance and this motherfucker Trey Ogden to win by decision. He's probably gonna bone me. He's probably gonna get knocked out, get hit by like an uppercut hook cross combo, and and, and be completely flattened. But Nicholas Mona's just not a good fighter, dude. I just don't think this guy's very good overall. He had to pull out of his last fight for God knows why. Um gets knocked out too often i'm not interested dude. so trey ogden for me as the pick and goes goes the distance as the bet yeah money line i i sort of see where the line is at now as being accurate i wouldn't fault anybody for taking uh the early ogden line uh but to me um i'm sticking with just the goes the distance i'm i'm in agreement here um got that a plus 145 um you know, I I hope it's opened up on more books now, but, you know, pr- I feel like the domestic books have been pretty slow with this one, uh, with, with copying the props lately. Um, but Ogden, yeah, like you mentioned, 22 pro fights, never been knocked out, never won by knockout. That's pretty insane to go that many fights without a single knockout happening. But it just shows that this guy on the feet, he, he kind of spars, in my opinion, like he doesn't really throw hard at anything. Um, and that's why I sort of lean Mota here because I just think that when the fight's on the feet, I think Mota has the better chance at landing like the hard shots. And um, even though the wrong goes the distance, I kind of see Mota 
KO being the most likely finish. You mentioned Ogden possibly submitting, but I don't see that um, personally. I, um, but I just think this line is getting way overvalued for the finishes. Um, I think it's based on Mota's record. You know, he pretty much all of his fights do finish. You know, he hasn't had many decisions, um, only four wins by decision. Um, no losses too. So he's undefeated by decisions. But if you just look on his record, there's a lot of finishes on there. So I think that it's kind of like a weak cap line. I think that that line is off and that's why I'm taking it for a unit. And, um, but yeah, like you said, Ogden three to one for decision. Um, I think he is the more like cerebral fighter of the two. I think he's got a, a good idea of what he wants to do in there for, you know, former James Krause prospect as well. And, uh, you know, Breeden did real well. So maybe these guys are kind of going on their glory MMA redemption arc. Uh, is there another will. guy? There was another guy that went over there, right? Who's the other guy? Um, Breeden and someone else. Damn. Tim Elliott. Yeah, the rough one uh, lately. Tim Elliott, but there's probably someone else. But yeah, whatever. It, Move on. Yeah. Um, You're not, we're not gonna. We're not. We're not gonna figure that. Women's one out. bantamweight, second women's fight on the card. Lucy Pudilova taking on All In Perez. Odds for this one have Perez minus one eighty four. Pudilova. Plus one fifty nine. People are loving Perez this week. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of syndicates behind her, and I don't know, man. I'm not going to bet uh, this woman at juice. I think it's probably Pudilova or pass. And it just seems like who's going to, whoever comes out on top is going to win. And Perez just absolutely destroyed AES in her last fight, had a million opportunities to finish, but couldn't. So I think that um, betting on her to, to finish would be very foolish here. Um, so I see some people talking about maybe Pudilova, no scorecards. Uh, but it's not bad because when Pudilova gets on top, she's a lot more fierce with her ground and pound than Perez is. And uh, I could see, you know, Perez quit versus uh, Edgar too. You know, that was a total quit job in that fight. Um, so I wouldn't be, I, I don't knock anybody taking that Pudilova, no scorecards. But this is another fight, kind of a theme of the card where, the the favorite is just too juiced to be appealing, but the underdog is not quite appealing enough for me to take that that line. That this this fight kind of fits that narrative as well. What are you thinking here, Ozzy? Interesting, interesting. Yeah, this fight, a lot of fanfare on this fight. Um, but I'll tell you that my only fans fade senses are tingling here, man. Uh, we saw all in. She she mentioned today to her media or whatever it was, like she's got she shows up with like stitches under her eye, and they're like, Oh, she can still fight this side and the third, whatever it is. I don't know. Girl's giving me some some weird vibes, but you know, look, just going down to the tape, obviously against Ashley Evan Smith, the girl looked good. You know, she she got a lot of good takedowns, a lot of takedowns that you seldom see in the women's division, you know, these nice body lock trips. You know, uh, you know, um, some 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 uh, single leg takedowns. You know, her her mat wrestling was good as well. But I mean, this girl Ashley Evan Smith was getting out from under her multiple times. And you know, Pudulova is a, a, a grizzled vet on the on the female side, right? I think uh, what's the what's the experience difference here? I think Pudulova has like twenty two fights, I believe, and All In's like at like ten or something like that. I'm, I'm confirming that as I go. But um, yeah, twenty two and ten, yeah. So, um, so you know, Pudilova, this is her second stint in the UFC. She's been doing these ADCC trials, tournaments, this, that, and a third. I think she she just did, like, two or three of them. She took, like, second at the European trials. Um, and, you know, her top game is good. Like, she could definitely get takedowns. I think that All In will be the stronger girl in there for sure. But on the feet, she doesn't really throw um, well – 
you know, uh, uh, punches that have good arcs on them. I just don't think that she's a threat at all to Purilova on the feet. So all Purilova has to do is uh, stifle some of the wrestling, I feel. I, th I think that she has a better conditioning here. She throws a better strikes. Um, and when she does get good positioning, I think she is a much more um, dangerous and uh, aggressive fighter. And she's been to 16 decisions, for God's sake. So the girl's got a lot of rounds under her belt. Um, mm. I'm getting her at plus 160, 165, I think, some places you can find. Um, definitely a bet for me. I, I already invested in it a little bit. Um, and I just think and she's got a little bit of reach advantage. I just think this is a, a solid fight overall um, to be on the dog here. You know, I know some people that picked up like minus 135, minus 140 on all in Perez. I guess I could understand it there. But other than that, you know, I, I just think recency bias on beating a girl in Ashley Evan Smith. Who's fucking um, six and six, dude? And you know, 36 years old. Six, six, 36. That's a big no, bro, boys and girls. Um, three and four in decisions, two submission loss. Like the girl's trash, dude. Um, and just taking her down over and over and over again and fucking twerking after it is mm -hmm. not something that really makes me interested, you know. So I'll take the more experienced MMA fighter, more dangerous, and uh, you know, uh well versed in all areas at dog price for sure. And all the day. recency, the recency behind Pudilova getting robbed in her last fight, one of the worst decisions of the entire year in that fight. Um, I think Pudilova closed like minus eighty five hundred or something like that and still lost the decision. Um so that could definitely be affecting the line here. Uh, next fight, heavyweight fight, Mick Parkin taking on Kyle Machado. Two guys coming off the contender series. Uh, Parkin is the big favorite here at minus 330, Machado plus 270. I didn't look into this one. I've, I've been hearing that Machado sucks, and Parkin looked pretty functional and good in his fight against Pogue. So uh, I'll side with Parkin as the money line play. And uh, no real thoughts on this one for me. What about you? Yeah, I usually don't lay juice, but I got McParkin, dude. I got McParkin, you know, at around like minus 300. And I honestly think this guy's a free square this week. Machado, you know, even in that fight against uh, whatever Kevin, whatever his last name is, looked completely uninterested, even at points where he could have, you know, pushed the pace more, moved forward, did this, that, and third. This guy's got some the ugliest striking you'll ever see just these weird like looping like you know reaching shots it just like you're surprised that you know that's worked against anyone a bunch of his fights before contender series were against a 55 year old that he fought two times and this other guy who is you know i think so somewhat similar in age to that um and yeah i just think that mick park is just m much more well-rounded trains with good, a good camp you know can win the fight you know, in every area, whether it be on the feet, the, the clinch, or uh, on the ground, and uh, and yeah, I just think I think he's definitely gonna. I'd be I would be very surprised if Kyle won. I would be very surprised. Yeah, just looking at the props of this one, the over is minus two hundred, so they think it's sixty-seven percent likely to finish over one and a half. But then Park and ITD is also favored at minus one seventy. That I think one of those lines has to be wrong. So. Based on that, I think parking decision 350 uh, seems good. I've heard people talking about that line, too. So that might be a, a prop or stab in here. 
Um, and Park in, in his last fight against Pokes never really seemed to step on the gas. He was kind of just cruising and out striking them the entire time. So maybe we'll see that again. But next fight on the card is one of the best ones, I think. Possibly the best fight on the card. Featherweight division. Jonathan Pierce taking on Joe Anderson Brito. Uh, we have Pierce here, minus 128. Brito plus 108. Your turn to start this one off in the featherweight division. Yes, you got bricked up Brito and uh, Pierce. is 145 weight class. Always dynamic. You know, my one of my favorite weight classes. Um, you know, interesting fight between two guys that, you know, have have a good amount of experience. You know, my, my, my trepidation with Pierce is he's been out like eleven months. I think it was an injury um that forced him to pull out of I forget which fight exactly he pulled out of. But you know, it's a tougher first fight to come back to because Brito has power, has gone, you know, three rounds a few times, albeit he has slowed down, but he knows how to wrestle. And he knows jujitsu as well, so yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a layup fight like how some people are acting uh, like because I don't think Brito is going away honestly overall. So I'm kind of thinking I'm going. I'm thinking contrarian as opposed to some other people and thinking that this fight could go either over the two and a half um, or go all the way to the distance. Obviously, Brito's got three round one finishes in a row. Right, great counter cross against Feely. You know, overwhelmed Lucas Alexander and, you know, did whatever he wanted to to that last dude. Um, but, you know, poor I think guy. that, uh, yeah, that poor dude. But I think that uh, JSP will um, obviously be looking to take him down. But I don't think it will be easy. So I think he'll have to work for it. I think that uh, Brito is not going to really fold either. Let me see. Has Brito ever even been finished, dude? He's been finished. All right, once by submission, once by knockout. But, you know, uh, JSP's not that great of a finisher. He's really looking to put a pace on you, and then as he chips away with the ground and pound and stuff like that. But, you know, he couldn't get C-Rod out of there, couldn't get Elkins out of there, even Makwan and Omar Morales. It took him a while. Kai Kamaka, you know, the Kai Kamaka one was funny. But I just think, you know, a lot of his fights, like, they're like corner stoppages, freaking you know late you know round two stoppage around three stoppage so i'm going contrarian here i'm taking this over two and a half and and goes the distance um you know i do think that pierce eventually will land some takedowns but i think that brito would just be spunky and he's gonna be getting up back up to his feet and i think we'll see some cage wrestling here um i think it'll look a lot like the omar morales fight but with omar with brito not going down to the ground as easy as omar uh, did and having more offense overall. So, uh, and and the line is going in Brito's direction. So, my pick is over and goes distance. Yeah, um, great fight. I really like this one. I think both these guys are good fighters. Um, and I just think that Brito will give Pierce trouble early. Maybe his takedown defense holds up early. Maybe he's able to land a hard shot early on. Uh, but I just really favor the pace of Pierce in this fight. And I think that if this one gets into the second and third round, I really do favor Pierce to take over on cardio wrestling and just to get on top here. Based on what I saw from Brito in the Algeo fight, it just seems like his cardio is not really suited for a three round fight. Even in the Lopes fight, we saw, um, you know, he's a very burst oriented fighter. He, you know, he'll throw a big combination and then go for a takedown. Uh, but I don't see this guy having like a consistent 15 minutes of cardio. So if he ends on bottom in the second or third round here, I, I don't really see him working his way up too easily. While Pierce, I think, really thrives later in fights. We saw him break several guys late in fights recently. 
and I, I favor him to do that again here. Um, I, I'm you know I'm Pierce money line before the fight because I'm I'm confident in my read in the later uh, the later portion of the fight uh but i wouldn't be surprised at him you know dropping round one or having a, a bad moment around one here so i'm looking to maybe even add more to pierce here uh in the live line and i actually don't like the over here uh like ozzy does i just think that if pierce gets his game going and if brito slows like i expect him to i think the the top game finish of pierce is going to look very live here in the second and third and um also in that algeo fight versus brito you know he he's throwing these big punches and he would attempt a takedown and bill would stuff it. And bill would maybe land his own takedown and bill even got on top in the third round and had maybe a back take at one point. Uh, so I just, what I saw there really didn't like it. And I think that that's why I'm favoring Pierce to uh, win this fight down the stretch. Uh, a good, good one there. I'm excited for that one. Bantamweight fight next chat and Heiliger taking on Jose Johnson. Odds for this one have uh, Johnson, the favorite, minus 180 and Heiliger plus 155. So weird fight here, man. I don't have a ton of confidence, but I'm leaning, um, siding with the dog in, in chat here. Uh, I think this both these guys present a unique matchup for each other because both are bad grapplers, right? Most of their opponents are trying to take them down, especially Johnson. But neither of these guys are offensive wrestlers, so I think this fight's going to look a lot different than these guys' most recent fights, um, especially for Johnson because a lot of his fights lately, the guy's been either t trying to take him down, Blackshear, Cartwright, Mo Miller, um, but then he also had some fights that ended right away. Mana Martinez and Dulane Perry uh, fights ended in 30 seconds. So I feel like he, this fight, we just haven't seen much from Johnson lately. Uh, how is he going to fare against a guy who keeps the fight standing and is willing to strike with them? Um, and I, I think he actually is going to struggle here. I think Chad's boxing is going to give him problems. I actually don't mind the striking of Ann Heiliger, even though he is old. He's 36. He's pretty late into his career already. And I think he just got into the UFC a little too late. So I don't expect many things um Big wins from Ann Heiler going forward, but I actually think he's going to give Jose a tough fight here. Jose is going to have six inches of height on this one, but um, yeah, I just expect a close, scrappy, striking fight, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll side with the dog in this one. But I, I, I feel like this is going to be a split decision. By the way, no, it's not happening. Jose Johnson is going to absolutely destroy Chad in this fight. Anywhere the fight goes, I'm very, I'm pretty confident. That I mean, the strength of opposition that these two guys have fought, Martian, is totally like it cannot even be compared, like at all. Like this guy's fought multiple guys that have fought in the UFC, have fought at a high level MMA overall. And who the who the what is Chad doing, dude? I don't even know. Like that last fight against uh, Alatang is an absolute indictment, dude. The like you cannot be getting rocked on the feet by Alatang like that so easily. And for me to pick you to win a UFC fight. I mean, he was losing to Jesse Schrader, in my opinion, who's got seven MMA fights. Or he had six MMA fights. And we've never seen that guy again. Have we seen it? Has he fought again? I don't even know. I don't he's, know. He, he's one of the only, you know, he fought Montel and Chad. He's one of the only guys ever who they brought into UFC and they haven't given three fights. Have you ever noticed that? They usually give guys three fights when they come in. They honor, you know, they'll give you a four-fight contract, but Looks they'll like at least honor. For one of them, that's why. Whatever. But they'll honor, they'll honor three fights. But he sucks. Point is, and he was beating Chad. Jose's in a butcher Chad, dude. He's at a seven and a half inch reach advantage. He's 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 competent on the ground. People will talk shit about his ground game. 
He's good at separating hands if you take him down. He's scrappy as fuck. He's got good butterfly guard sweeps. He'll go for a, a guillotine or two. He'll, he'll, he's got a guard game. His wrestling is just bad. He doesn't have good wrestling. But guess who doesn't also have good wrestling? Chad does have good wrestling. Chad's even gotten submitted. They, I, I, I looked at Chad before his uh, contender fight, and they were saying how Chad was saying how he used to train with like absolute nobodies. Like he, like most of his MMA career was, oh, I trained with nobodies, whatever. I had to work on my ground game. He's like a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, dude, and he just opened up his like own bullshit ass gym. So Jose actually got like whatever. Whatever LASIK surgery, uh, eye surgery. He got some eye surgery. He's seeing better, and he's gonna see Chad's little ass fists and and short ass T Rex arms coming, and he's gonna sight this guy. Um, so I, I'm I'm actually liking him to finish here, but on the money line, I don't mind it. But I, I would I would play this fight under honestly to get exposure to both guys. If if you're more on the Martian side or you're more uh, undetermined. Uh, on the uh, on the winner because dude chad is now winning a decision bro it's just not happening so i think mm. he's gonna have to catch he's just gonna have to catch jose i mean jose's got a long neck uh he's got you know sometimes his hands are down stuff like that maybe chad could hit him with a counter shot but i just like this fight to pitch up to to go under for the jose to finish him uh i mean the the, the under is uh minus 105 or you could get go doesn't go the distance at minus 135 and uh jose to finish is plus 150. so i like jose to finish this guy at some point um but you know to be safe you could take the money line i think i like the money line up to 200. honestly i just don't think chad is a competent mma fighter especially with all these um physical disadvantages he doesn't even have the skill advantage. what is chad better at than jose nobody could tell me there's one thing he's better at than him boxing so no, he's not. He sucks at boxing, bro. Knee, yeah, um, uh, clinch knees. Chad's got some good clinch knees. Bro, if they go to the clinch, Jose's going to kill him. So Jose, Jose does have Jose a, a mythical way of finishing fights. Like that elbow that he fucking paralyzed that guy with. Yeah, you think that Chad could do that to someone? Mm, I don't know. I know a Chad from Canada, and that guy's an absolute stud. And yeah. uh, I don't know any. There's studs. only one. There's only I don't one know. for one of them. I don't know any stud Dominicans, so that's why I gotta go with Chad. Yeah, except um, for Waldo, who you fuck, who, who who's that guy that you better bet on against? Lucas Bresky. Yeah. You fucking moron. Yeah, you idiot. Yeah. You were what what were you saying? What were you saying after that fight? No, no, no. Ozzy's buying into the hype. Yeah, you moron. That was uh that was just a bad iteration, as you like to say. Yeah, you're um, a fucking idiot. Why we fight next? Charles Johnson, Rafael Esta. I'm glad that we're disagreeing on that one. We've had a lot of consensus throughout this card, so it'll be a good one to go uh go opposite ways on. Um, Charles Johnson taking on Rafael Esteban in the flyweight division next, and uh, Esteban's making his debut, but he's favored minus 150. Johnson plus 130. Estevam getting respect, you know, he's making his debut here, but he's favored over Johnson, who's got multiple UFC fights. Your turn to start this one off. Estevam, my boy, Nova Uniao in the house. I got my boy Rafael. I bet him early on. I will disclose. I would not endorse maybe laying too much juice here. Minus 150. That's a little steep. I was, I, I honestly thought this would stop at like minus 135, minus 140. But Chad Johnson, I think his Twitter... You know, his Twitter, the Twitter crowd has left the station. They're they're not interested anymore. He's bamboozled them once or twice. My main thing with Charles is he's, you know, he's got skills, man. He's got cardio for one. 
his strike, you know, he he moved, he's got some hand speed, stuff like that. But the guy, he doesn't he he doesn't sit down on, on the strikes. He's got chicken legs, so easy to kick. And anytime you force him to grapple, dude, you could tell that he starts to wilt, dude. Like you could tell that his energy systems just start going down. He starts losing confidence. And I think that's what's gonna happen here. And the only difference is that I think Rafael is actually going to start to implement um, jujitsu and ground game and, you know, advancing positions as opposed to some of these other guys who kind of were just, you know, cool to just get the takedown, ride him out a little bit, this or that. Um, you know, if I were to like um, Charles, I would think that maybe him late props just because he does have great cardio. He does get started. Uh, he started slow, and uh, Rafael obviously missed weight against uh, Zumagulov. But I think Rafael's gonna whip his ass early, dude. I think that he's gonna get these takedowns, and he's gonna run circles around him. So I didn't make a huge bet on him when I got him early, but I do like him here. Um, just stylistic matchup, one twenty-five grapplers. I usually like to 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 be on that side of things. But you know, he hasn't fought in a while. The, the 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 guy that he fought on contender was you know a total total uh you know layup total bomb but i think this guy's good and i think that he's gonna win ufc fights and i think charles is unfortunately probably on his way out but you know we'll see we'll see i'm not i'm not gonna get too invested into the fight you know at this point as well i'm not gonna you know go in again but i would i would be interested if the line came down or if there was a good prop thing you know prop line which i haven't really seen for this fight but I'm just not a fan of Charles overall. Um, I would try, maybe I'll try to cover myself with like a late round prop, but I think he's gonna lose this fight at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm in most agreement there. I mean, Esteban is a, a pressure grappler, right? And that's the type of fighter that I would not want to bet Charles against because when the fight is standing, I guess Charles should be the better striker of the two, but he just doesn't have power and he doesn't really have good initiative in some of these fights. He lets like his opponent come to the him. He doesn't ever really set the tempo. I feel, and I feel he always is like working from a deficit. He always get like starts losing and he has to work his way back into the fight. I mean, that's kind of been the case with every single one of his fights, except for Jimmy flick, right? The Zalgas fight. He was losing the first half. O'Day first uh, rounds, Cody first round, Mokai of all the rounds. So I think he's a slow starter and the small cage, I don't think is good for him here. I just don't think his footwork is really good enough to stay off the cage. So um, Esteban striking is, is pretty basic, but he's just spamming right kicks, spamming right hands, going to close the distance, get the takedowns. I think he will definitely take Charles down here. And I'm almost positive Charles is going to be a bigger underdog live. So if you like Charles, I expect him to lose the first round. And, uh, you know, you can probably get in on Charles at big dog money in between the first and second round. And I think as there is a good question of Estevan's card, going to hold up. Uh, he only really has two fights available. Uh, a lot of his fights before, before that aren't really um, available on the Internet. Maybe like way, way back they are. But there's a good maybe five or six fighting. All of his Shuto Brazil fights are, are missing or are hard to track down. So I don't think we really know what we're going to get from his cardio. but. Um, like I said, I think this line is pretty accurate and uh, you might as well just wait to take Charles live because I think that's always a good uh, play with him. Maybe some Charles round three as well. I'm assuming that's, you know, at least like 15 to one or something. I I, I would hope. Uh, let's see. 16 to one. There we go. So not a bad stab on that one. 
And uh, enough about that. We're moving on to the featherweight division. Lucas Alexander, Jekka Saragi. Odds for this one, Alexander minus uh, 5'10". Saragi plus 395. I mean, uh, yeah, Saragi is kind of a role player. This guy just swings wild and doesn't really have much skill anywhere. Uh, you know, this guy's just no good. So I think Alexander is going to piece him up be way longer, way better striker, way faster. And he's just going to, you know, land for free on Jekka here. So only way I could see this one playing is the under, under one and a half. I think Alexander, uh, Sergei's just going to swing wild and Alexander is just going to be hitting them for free. So um, maybe you just play this one under and hope these guys swing to the death. But um, yeah, anything for you here? Don't have anything on this fight. You know, Alexander does train down here while I'm at now in Orlando. So I'll root for him, uh, but I feel like he doesn't have too much uh, punching power. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised at this going all all three rounds. That's true. Not not a bad uh, not a bad point there. He doesn't really sit. I mean, especially in the Peterson fight, he did. He wasn't really sitting down on anything there. So my 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 reason on the under is I think Jekka is just gonna push the pace, be aggressive, and I don't see him sitting back and getting you know you know, outstruck to a decision. I think he's going to go for broke, swing wild and try to make something happen and either get a knockout or get knocked out. So um, last fight is a middleweight fight, a short notice fight. Christian Leroy Duncan was supposed to fight some other guy, Almeida something. Instead, he's taking on the legend Dennis Tolulin coming in here on short notice. And they have Duncan minus 400 plus 300 for Tolulin. Any faith in the Russian, the Russian dog here, Dennis Tolulin. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like Dennis Salulin to potentially be able to dirty this fight up a little bit. Obviously, there's an athletic and a speed disadvantage, but luckily for Salulin, Duncan probably is not looking to take him down, which is obviously his uh, kryptonite. Uh, so, you know, we could get a striking fight here, and both these guys are a little taller for the weight class, I guess. They got a similar reach. So I don't mind a dog shot on uh, Dennis Salulin because... Um, What's his name? Duncan. He just be throwing spinning back kicks and all this dumb shit. So, Tolulin or Path for sure. Maybe I'm looking for to see what the totals come out of. I totally agree. Um, you know, I think that it's probably just going to be a, a war on the feet, and I could see Tolulin having a chance. But I mean, he really has horrible cardio. Um, he's a terrible grappler to where the point Duncan doesn't go for takedowns, but if he really wanted to, I think he could take, uh, Dennis down here. And, you know, for a guy who has horrible cardio on a full camp, short notice is probably real bad for him. But, um, yeah, I, I'd probably think I'm overthinking it. it it's, it's probably just going to be a small bet on Dennis and, uh, you know, hope for the best hope for a war. And, um, you know, just uh, Christian Leroy, one of his former opponents, Will, Will Curry, picked up some nice win uh, a couple weeks ago. That that win continues to age really well. That guy's a really, really good grappler. Uh, Will Curry. So, Relax. <laughs> Take it easy. Um, yeah, so that's enough about that one. The whole card is done. Um, I made this point last week that the, for the FMK, last not last week, but two weeks ago, you gave me three winners. I gave you three losers. What happened this past <laughs> week? You gave three winners. I gave three losers. I picked. I did the 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 Northeast guys, Bazookia, Fravola, Sabatini. Not only did they all lose, they all got viciously knocked out in the first round. And then we had Aspinall, Lupi, Castaneda. Um, who all uh, who all did well? Um, so I'm a, I'm gonna let you go first with 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 giving <laughs> your your FMTs. Okay, sure. 
All right, so Martian, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna mix in a prop on in this bitch too. All right, so first I'm gonna give you um, Nicholas Moda Triogden goes the distance, so specifically not the over, goes the distance, even money. Okay, I'm gonna give you um, Jonathan Pierce. Okay, and then last I will give you uh what how do you pronounce the 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 new guy that Uros is fighting was or, or, or lobby or 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 lobby all right fuck Mary oral by oral by minus 170. okay so let's see um okay so i would fuck the ogden gtd i would marry uh -huh. jsp and then i would kill oral by Worldwide's gonna be tough to kill, dude. Be careful. She is, but those are good lines. I think those are three winners. It's really even money for the GTD now in that fight. Um, yeah, I bet mm -hmm. one forty-five. I'm fucking sitting pretty. Got ten, ten percent value points. Where I wonder where I can cash in those value points at. Um, okay, for you, I got a little bit, a little bit different lines here. I got one favorite, one dog, and then one. Uh, plus money prop. So starting off with your boy, Jose Johnson, minus 180, okay? Mm -hmm. yes. Then we got uh, Puda Puda rocking everywhere, Puda Lova, plus 159. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, Mick Parkin decision at plus 350. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. So who was the first one again? Sorry. Jose Bobby Johnson. Jose Bobby Johnson. Okay, Jose Bobby Johnson, Lucy Pretty Lova, and then Mike McParkin by decision. Shit. Okay. So right away, you know, even though I like, I like it's a big number. I just think that this Machado dude is a folder. All right, so he's a folder tent guy. So I'm killing that one. That mm. decision line, I'm killing him. Okay. I, I understand it, but I'm killing it. I actually like Parkin round three, uh, mm. potentially in that fight. Okay, which is uh plus uh, seven fifty. So not a not a great price. All right, between those two, though, so it's uh, so I'm gonna fuck, hmm, I'm gonna fuck my boy Jose Bobby Johnson. I just, I, mm. you know, he's a favorite. I'm fucking, him. and I'm going against the grain. A lot of people on all in Perez, but I'm gonna marry. You know who wants? Who doesn't want to marry a resilient woman? A woman mm. who is who always is back for more. She gets caught in the UFC. She gets submitted by Antonina Shevchenko. But you know what? That does not deter her MMA career. And she's back in the UFC. She gets mm. robbed by Jocelyn Edwards. That does not deter her. She gets right back on the horse. So I'm marrying Lucy Pudelova. Nice. Nice. I don't she's think she has a nickname. 29. She's 29. 29. On the right still side got a, of 30, Still got baby. a lot. Yeah. Still got a lot on of birthing years left. That's right, baby. That's right. I put it. She's going to get a seat in her right away. Quick. Nice. That potent shit. Good, <laughs> good, good to hear. Good to hear. All right, everybody. Well, that'll do it for this week. Um, got and a, she's I'll, a Gemini. And she's a Gemini. Let's not I'll, let you, I'll let you get a few words off about your favorite MMA promotion before we, we uh, close this one out. Any, any uh, thoughts you want to share to the people? Not really, because I haven't bet too many of them, but I did play Rafian Stats. Um, you know, three rounder. I, you know, I, I guess I see people thinking that you know Sabatello, Sleepy Tello, excuse me, Sleepy Tello kept some in the tank for round four, round five, and in a shorter fight he should win. But at plus anything over plus one fifteen, 
I'm taking Rafi on stats for sure. So plus 125 you can get now. I like that. Um, there's one pro- other prop that I haven't bet, so I'm not going to talk about that one. And uh, I'm, I'm potentially liking Kelly Smolta against his – I think that that Russian is – I don't like that Russian. It's Islam Memedov or whatever the fuck it is. Yep. And and I'm also looking to potentially fade uh, Landu with this Japanese Ooh. guy. Wow. So that's one that's one against that off the radar, um, potentially. So still looking into that one. Interesting. Yeah. Land I like Landu. Um this guy, uh, Japanese guy, never heard of him, hasn't fought in two years, two and a half years. But he's got five round experience over in, in uh over in Japan. Um yeah, um my my thoughts are that uh Ukraine uh power will be on display in the main event. Um, patch, uh, patchy mix is cool, but not minus 200 over Sergio Pettis cool. And, um, I hope Sydney outlaw wins as well. That those are my thoughts. So, uh, enough about that though. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys the fights this weekend. Win some bets. No UFC next week. We got Thanksgiving next week in America. So we'll be back in uh, two weeks for the UFC Austin card, which is an amazing card. So hope everyone has a good off week, win some bets, and we'll see you all for the next UFC event. Peace out everyone. Mm-hmm.